Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to an Everything Iconic Pop Dive with me, Danny Pellegrino, where my guests and I dive into iconic pop culture touchstones. Today, we're diving into Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The pop culture phenomenon debuted on October 14th, 2007 on the E! Network and featured half-hour episodes of the Kardashian-Jenner family and their hijinks. At the time, Kim and Bruce were the most well-known of the bunch, but they've all since become multi-millionaires and celebrities in their own right. Eight spinoffs have been produced, including everything from the very first spinoff, Courtney and Chloe Take Miami, to the docudrama I Am Kate, which ran for two seasons. The controversial family evokes a love em or hate em response from viewers and non-viewers alike. However, there's no denying that 15 seasons in, there is no end in sight. <laughs> the show has come a long way from the comparatively modest house we saw in the pilot. 
There's been marriages, divorces, births, transitions, million-dollar businesses, lost earrings, fights, makeups, and so much more. I invited host of the Realizing Stuff Kardashian podcast, Ryan Bailey, to talk about the pilot, the show's impact, where the franchise is headed, and so much more. This is an Everything Iconic pop dive into keeping up with the Kardashians. Welcome to my family. I'm Kim Kardashian. The princess is in the building. I'm Chloe. My sisters say I'm a bitch. Who the cares? Shut up, everyone. But I always have their best interests at heart. I'm Courtney. I'm the oldest and the most mature. I really think you should tighten your bikini top because your look really saggy. I'm Kris Jenner because I'm the mom. I'm the mom and Kim's manager. Okay, Kim, it's your world. I just live in it. Say what you want, but I know what's best for my kids and my husband. I'm Bruce Jenner, and I am a pushover for my family. Kendall, sit down! Up to a point. And then Bruce and I together have Kendall and Kylie Jenner. My little Kendall. We're going to have two cocktails on the rocks. Yeah! You shouldn't be on the pole. <laughs> So it's six kids and two crazy parents. We're the modern-day Brady Bunch with a kick. Hey, 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 hey. I wish I was a We're so evil. There's a lot of baggage that comes with us. But it's like Louis Vuitton baggage. You always want it. Get off of me, daddy. Okay, guys, I'm here with Ryan Bailey, who, of course, hosts a Kardashian podcast. Ryan, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you doing? <laughs> I am great. We were just talking. We're both heavily caffeinated. So caffeinated. <laughs> like extra shot at Starbucks this morning. Which can be good and bad for me. I mean, I can go off the deep end pretty quickly. My mom texts me and she thinks I'm on like cocaine or something when I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Starbucks gift gift cards, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about the Kardashians. I rewatched the pilot, which I told you, I don't know that I've seen it in its entirety. Like I know yeah. I've seen clips throughout the years and of course I've watched the show, but I don't know. This was the first time that I like sat down and really gave it a good good watch. Yeah, I mean, twenty one minutes of goodness. It's a it's a, an episode that launched an empire. Right, right. I know we're going to talk about sort of the impact it's had, and we're going to go through the episode. And I'm super excited because I normally just get to talk about Housewives, and I'm excited <laughs> to talk about the Kardashians because I love them. I just don't really get to you know deep dive. It's a different world. It's a it's a hair different than Housewives. Right. In terms of tone, how different do you think it is? Because it moves at a slower pace, right? It does now. Like the twenty-one minute pilot or twenty-two minute, it it was a great pace. It like really keeps up. And then, Which, not to interrupt you, yeah. but that surprised me that it was twenty-two minutes. I thought I thought they were all an hour. No, like it started off as a half hour right. show on E, then it moved to an hour, and now the pacing is so. It's one of my biggest pet peeves about uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is that the pace is glacial at times. It really slows down. They have so they have so much drama happening in their family that we see in public and all the the, the tabloids, and then in the show, it just seems like they'll touch on that for a hair, and then they'll do these really long drawn out written subplots, and they'll make it an hour show. It's like crazy yeah, yeah yeah okay so let's run through the pilot really quick yes. and then we got to get to some a lot of pressing other issues so many <laughs> so it opens with chloe and chris talking about kim's ass yes <laughs> so, which kim's ass is sort of famous it's famous yeah i mean, I mean that yeah. is yeah um, it's own area code. not that she's known for that but at the time so i was trying to think back like what was 
what were these people doing at the time? And Kim was just sort of known for that sex tape at the time. Yeah, I mean, the Ray J tape is kind of, you know, and even in Chris Jenner just did an interview recently where she admitted, she's like, yeah, that did help us. Of course, they were like, like Chris was so smart and diversified from that, but that launched that. I mean, right. it launched their family and not just Kim, but it launched everybody in that family. Yeah. I mean, it's insane, but you can't, that the significance of the Ray J tape, you you just can't. People try to like dismiss that, like no, she's talented and all those other things. She totally is, but you have that opportunity when right. when luck meets opportunity and you have preparation thrown in. They were prepared to go. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting to watch. So we open in the house. They're talking about Kim's ass, and the sex tape is a big part of this pilot episode. Yes, because Kim's going to do. She gets an offer to do the Tyra Banks show, which I loved the Tyra Banks show. <laughs> but I love the seriousness with which they treat the like. Tyra oh, right. has asked us. We've got to <laughs> nail the landing. Like it is so. They are just all scared to death. Should of Tyra. we do the Tyra show? You want me to go on Tyra? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love Tyra. I know. How cool would that be? There's just one little catch. What? You'd have to talk about the tape. Kim, you know she's going to ask about the tape. Like, what else is she going to ask about? <laughs> Tyra, I love Tyra Banks so much, and that talk show was just uh, ahead of its time. No, it I was mean, so good. It, it, it fits in exactly with that pop culture moment, you know, because like I knew Kim from like in Us Weekly when she got hooked up with Nick Lachey. Like that was my right. first introduction to Kim Kardashian, and then I knew she was like putting clothes together for celebrities and a stylist, but. Yeah, the tape made everything. And I've been doing some investigative reporting, and all of these people are so connected. Like the Chris Jenners, I mean, we talked about the housewives, and it's like the the Jenners, the Kardashians, they're all connected to the Richard sisters, to the Resnicks, to like they all, that world is just so small. The Beverly Hills world is incredibly small. It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but right. the guy, like it, it really impresses me about Chris Jenner because she was the kind of lady that made an impression. Like mm. what I heard back in the day before the show was that when you would go to these parties and Chris Jenner was there with her family. Chris Jenner made herself known. Like when Ryan Seacrest hurt, like it was like, no, you've got to meet Chris Jenner and her family. Like oh. this was going to happen one way or the other. So was she? She was managing Bruce at this point. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she started dating Bruce. She picked his career up and like dusted it off. Like started doing infomercials with Bruce um, and really kept him going in the spotlight until right. she was able to diversify with her kids. And in the pilot episode, they're in this house, and it's such a, it's, I mean, it's a quaint house compared to their nice. surroundings. Now, it's very nice, yes. But, but it's, it's so tiny. Right. It's tiny. It's small. It's cute. It looks like, uh, you know, uh, any other, <laughs> not any other house, but, you know, it's just interesting to look at where they're at now versus the house that they were starting well, in. I always talk about it like in the sense of like in these beginning episodes, they're at like, they're like two feet away from each other. But in their houses now, I don't think they have conversations that are more like they're always six feet away from each other because there's just so much more space in their, their house. And I wasn't sure, were they all living there at this time in the pilot? I believe at this point they were. Like Kim eventually moves to like a condo, I think, right. around here, which is also very hysterical to think of Kim in a condo by like, you know, La Brea, right. you know. I remember the condo move on the show. So the show opens and all of the girls are in their talking heads. They sort of explain who they are. It's, so it's the like, Kardashian taglines, but like with the girls explaining who they are. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the, you know, when you watch Jersey Shore and it's like, I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet or whatever. It's like Yo, the Kardashians goes, My that. sisters say I'm a bitch, but I have their best interests at heart. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Like, wow. yeah, like, Right off the bat, they're like, these are who these people are. Mm-hmm. These are the archetypes they're going to be. Chris is like, I'm the mom and manager. <laughs> 
And it, Bruce is like, I'm Bruce and I'm a pushover. Yeah. I'm a pushover <laughs> for my family. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's not a lot of Rob in the pilot and he didn't even get one of those talking heads, did he? I No, not at all. Yeah, Rob is now back to where he was in the beginning where we rarely see Rob. Like, Rob's heyday was around the fifth, sixth season. But yeah, like, I also think Rob is not the biggest go-getter. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not asking to be in anything. Right, right. I mean, it just made me sad. I I love Rob. And Rob was very cute at that time, too. He was... Wait, wait, you're a Rob sympathizer? Well, not anymore. I mean, after that stuff, I mean, that whole... Black China. Black China stuff. I mean, it was it got so dark, and I'm yeah. glad that they sort of pushed him away. But in the beginning, he seemed like a nice, sweet boy at first in the pilot. We were talking about, like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great like if they did an episode where the girls sat Rob down and explained how to treat a lady? Like, right. I mean, it seems right. like a, such an opportune moment for this family of strong women to mm-hmm. tell, like, this is my big problem with the Kardashians, is that they actually still let men... I don't know. Like, they're so much more powerful than any man in their life. Right, right. Yet they still have men treating them like crap at times. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't know. It's that's how it's hard to change your personality yeah. in general for anyone. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, really deep, I know. I'll really? cut that part out. Um, so we're celebrating Bruce and Chris's anniversary on the pilot, which was interesting. I totally forgot that this was a thing on the show and of yeah. course uh, everything that's happened between the two of them it was interesting to look back and see them in a loving-ish relationship a loving I mean a very uh, to me like a suburban marriage where they're like yeah you go do what you want Chris and I'm gonna I'm, you know it was it was they were celebrating 13 years right and right. you know Kylie and Kendall are their kids that they had together um, you really did get the sense that they were I mean maybe not the most loving family but a family right did you see any of the signs between uh, Chris and Bruce, like, did you see that breakup coming? I don't know if I saw the breakup necessarily, but you saw how Bruce was so trapped in his surroundings. Right. And I guess, you know, you can fill those blanks in when you go back. When I go back and watch the episodes now, it's very clear to me because you'll just see Bruce wandering around in the background by himself. He's like, right. I'm going to go fly my helicopters or play some golf by myself. Right. Like, he's always just wandering in scenes, and they all treat him like crap. Like right, it, right, it's, right. it's very weird, but he just seems kind of like a um, a stranger in his own house. Right. Is anybody going to ask me who I invited? Do you have any friends besides my mom's friends? Yeah. There's no way to tone down anything with my mom. She wants a huge party, and Bruce would probably rather just do nothing or golf. Who do you invite, Bruce? No, no one. The only friends I have is my family. Those I'm are the totally best dead. kind of friends. I'm... We'll never screw you over. One of my favorite lines in the pilot is such an iconic line for the show. It's when Chris says, um, regarding Kim's sex tape, she says, One of the things that Tyra's going to want to talk about is the sex tape. When I first heard about Kim's tape, as her mother, I wanted to kill her. But as her manager, I knew that I had a job to do. (laughs) That's Chris Jenner's thesis statement. Right. Uh, I mean, she really is... I can't give Chris Jenner enough praise to be able to skate that line of love and business as well as she has. It's it's crazy. And did you also notice how Chris Jenner 
looks younger now than she does in the pilot. 100%, yeah. I, I was mean, like, Chris is like, it's Benjamin Button. Like, Right. I mean, they all look better. I think Courtney, Chloe, the, Kim, they all look better now than they did back then. Yeah, I mean, it Except shows. for Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob. Rob's just, but every opportunity, he has um, every, like, he could literally pay somebody to move his muscles, and he just doesn't. He had his life coach on last season. I don't know if that, oh, life, that coach life coach will ever work in the business no. again. <laughs> Poor life coach. Uh, yes, it's, I love just, I love Chris as a manager and she was sort of the first of these momagers. Yeah, I mean I think it I think she tried to trademark that that mm-hmm. uh you know that word but I would love to see her and we see little glimpses of it here and there but I would love to see when she gets really angry like she kind of because people will talk about it like oh don't tell Chris this but you never, <sighs> never see, see her it. but you know it's there. Right. Right. And it's got to be intense. Right. And the show she's always sort of smiley in her demands or yeah. in her in her uh sharpness. Well, and they they did it this on the pilot too is that um Chris likes her drink. I don't think I've ever had whiskey. Can I just have a little bit more? Sure. One thing's leading to another. Oh my god. Oh. And sure enough, we find ourselves tasting about six or seven different kinds of liquor. Right, Mama needs her cocktail. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it, that's the other thing that they always hint at. Like, and the girls even make fun of her face. Like, Mom, you're gonna drink already? Like, <laughs> so they'll just have these little, like, little sentences here and there throughout the show. Now, I know Kim doesn't really drink or do drugs, but do yeah. other do the other girls do? Well, we talked about this on the podcast before. Is is on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah on realizing stuff. And and so Kim got drunk once in Kim and Chloe. Uh, no, Chloe and. <laughs> oh, God, I'm telling you. Uh, go Chloe to Miami take something. Miami. Right. Kim got drunk in one episode, and she drank a bunch of drinks and you know ate crazy stuff. But she supposedly does not drink. Um, we definitely do you think, believe that. I do believe yeah. that in a sense. I think Kim's drug is fame. I think that's what she gets drunk on. But uh, I think Chloe definitely has had her moments, especially with Lamar and that situation. Rob definitely. I don't. Courtney. I just. Uh, I think she had her times in her twenties where she would yeah. like to party, but I don't think anybody was abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Chris. <laughs> Not Chris isn't. No, okay. <laughs> but yeah, in the pilot, they're having the anniversary party, and Chris and Courtney are out taste testing alcohol yeah. before they're switching to like whiskey to vodka <laughs> which is so dangerous it's that's very the worst dark, thing yeah. Uh, yeah they have this anniversary party you know i noticed heather mcdonald was there it seems like she's she has everybody's trust in these circles real quick jill zarin i got tipped off yesterday <laughs> that jill zarin and Lindsay lohan's mom and i forget somebody else they're they're somewhere and they had a huge fight at their table that jill zarin started and the rumor was <gasps> They almost leaked this little bit of news so Andy could see that she still can bring it. I would love to see that happen, but I would love to see the girls take a cast trip to Mykonos and do a Lindsay Lohan crossover. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if the whole cast goes there and that's where Jill's introduced? Like, oh, hey, ladies, I'm it. back. I, could you imagine? Like, they all go to Mykonos for their cast trip oh. early on in the season, and it's like Jill's there with Dina. I don't know. Do you ever like? Uh, sorry, to, like, do you ever want? Like, I want to do this show where it's all like former housewives yes, and they 100%. put them in a Survivor type thing, <laughs> where they like, but like anybody that wants to get back on the show. 
they have like a 14 person survivor type thing that Andy hosts and they have to like do like eat bugs, do all this stuff, like fight each other. And like whoever wins gets back on their show. I would a hundred percent watch that. I would love that. I also think they could do an all-star version of housewives where it's like a vacation or, you know, I mentioned that Jill's Aaron charity luncheon. It's like, they could do that. They could film that because there's so many housewives from different cities. And so I don't understand why they don't do more crossovers in that way. And I know they don't really want to break the fourth wall too much, but they do. They they're starting to. And so it's only a matter of time before some of that. I I think eventually in 10 years we'll have a housewives network. Right. Right. So back to the Kardashians, (laughs) we also see Scott Disick in the pilot and he looks like a baby. Like he looks so young. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, a little little American psycho Scott Disick, yeah. very fresh faced and you know. And confident. I actually thought he was very. He had sort of like a an it factor when we first saw him. Like I, you know, sometimes we see boyfriends or sort of secondary characters on these reality shows, and you're like, oh, they're going to be gone next season. But I sort of saw something in Scott that I was like, well, you know, he's good on reality TV. Scott Disick has so much charisma and charm that even though they are not like him and Courtney are not together anymore, right. they still have him as a bigger part of the show than Rob Kardashian, than even like Kendall Jenner, Kylie. And, and Caitlyn now too. I mean, it's yeah, like... Kay- I mean, Caitlyn's gone. Caitlin's I mean, for gone. the most part, yeah. which I don't know, hopefully we'll see this season, but I don't think so. But he is so charming that even with all of these problems and rumors of partying and not being sometimes the most present dad, he is there season after season. And then also the girls are working at Dash. Woo! It was like, oh my God, Dash. Just to see the girls have a real job is just oh my so God. refreshing. I was thinking about Chloe working the cash register. I'm like, what a world. I run Dash with my sisters. It is a high fashion woman's boutique. It's a place that we all kind of get to catch up and relax and just gossip with one another. Well, just like, <laughs> but think about it, like at a certain point, they, they were like us. Right. They were having like those like part time. I mean, they owned the business, but still, they had yeah. to close. They were out working the, the, the register, yeah. yeah, and they were living in small condos and. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely. And I, this was a weird time in Hollywood history because this was two thousand seven. And I think it was an interesting time because it was right around all the celebrity, like the Perez Hilton. It was sort of the end of the Perez Hilton era, right? Or, uh, yeah, I was. I used to go on Perez Hilton on a daily basis. Too. I don't even touch it anymore. Me either. Like I, I'm, yeah. a yeah. <laughs> I'm a Daily Mailman. I'm a Daily Mailman. Sure. You know, it. like I used to live sure. on that. I site. know we all did. Yeah. It was like every day I would go and check, and I would scroll. You would just scroll. It was amazing, yeah. and that was sort of this time. It was like Kitson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that whole my friend used to work at Lisa Klein, which was right like two or three. Days down from Kitson and that was I mean it was like when Paris would stop in and paparazzi would be outside all the time yeah and all these girls were trying to start clothing brands and, and clothing lines and I, they still do but in a different I mean, way Kristen Doty does I mean yeah <laughs> what was, I don't even know the name of hers I can't James May James yeah. May yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh one of the things I want to talk about this is a very important part of the episode so we first see Kim with Robin Anton who's yes. the uh, mastermind behind the Pussycat Dolls yes. and I actually met her once i went to a show in vegas and my friend got me tickets and like we were seated with her Ooh. and it was exciting this was very exciting because i know robin Ant. we all know nice? robin yeah she was very sweet she was like producing or there's a guy named matt goss in vegas mm-hmm. he like is a headliner in caesar's palace like in one of the smaller venues there and so we were seeing him and then robin was at our table did and you ever used to sweet. watch blowout 
with Jonathan Anthony? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, that's bit. like I I've been a Bravo guy for a long time and like that was one of my I mean he was ridiculous, but I loved I mean, so I love that whole family. I always found it odd that they were never able to find a proper vehicle for Robin Anton. Like she sort of popped up on a bunch of stuff and they've tried a few things. Like they've tried a couple Pussycat doll series, but they never really seem to pop. Will we ever uncover the true meaning of the Pussycat dolls? Uh, the, I mean, still things are being leaked out that it was like some kind of like underground like <laughs> operation that they were renting out Pussycat dolls to rich guys. Like and Ryan, this past year they were supposed to have a reunion. Like they were supposed to reunite like the with Nicole. Nicole was supposed to front a reboot of the Pussycat Dolls and then Nicole dropped out and now they're sort of trying to reboot it with new people. Nicole comes to my acting studio uh, <laughs> uh, she gets coached there um, a bit. She, yeah. She's beautiful, right? She's Yeah, she's gorgeous. But I mean, but she's not like she comes in not, like trying, you know? Yeah. Like Okay, so Robin, Anton, and Kim they are going up to Kristen Bruce's room to look at the stripper pole they yes. got for their anniversary. Yes, this is huge. This is huge and this is one of the most memorable moments from the entire show. Yeah. But they got a, a stripper pole, and then Kylie hops on in. Kylie's how old at this point? Like, she, I think she's like eight or nine. Or yeah, like, I mean, she, I mean it, she's she's pre-teen, very young, preteen. Yeah. yeah, and she goes and starts doing like stripper moves Look on the pole. Look at me, everybody, <laughs> and like kind of like intense. Like she's they were good. So, yeah. <laughs> I, know, she, I mean, it's like Demi Moore and like you know. Yeah, it was like how does she know how to do that? I mean, I know when you're young, you, you're pretty flexible, but like that was shocking. <laughs> and Bruce just walks in, and Bruce is like, "What is going Kylie, on? Kylie, what's going on?" <laughs> Here. Like, I know, like how horrifying as a father or a parent to see your preteen on a stripper pole in front of cameras. I feel like that moment in itself is such an encapsulation of what everything to come is. Like, mm. if you can fast forward and just morph through the like 10 years since then and to see where Kylie is now, where Caitlin is now, and that was on the first episode. And, first and episode. when that happened, that was a moment that people were outraged. Right. With. I remember every talk show was like, should they be on TV? Is, is this okay? Like, should you, is it wrong that the little girls are on the stripper pole, blah, blah, blah. And they were also bartending at the anniversary party, too. Yeah, which they was, had, yeah, it was cute. Like, do you want a martini? Do you want yeah. a little dirty? Yeah. <laughs> Those girls are interesting to me. I'm, I'm not a huge. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, I I very much don't like Kendall Jenner. Why do you Why do you not like Kendall? I think she's um, vapid. She's a piece of wood. I don't um, like Kylie. To me, I fell in love with eventually through Life of Kylie, and I think she has pure uh, pure intentions. Kendall, I think, is the kind of girl that would like ruthlessly make fun of me in high school, and probably still would make fun of me and I, make me cry eventually. <laughs> I really believe she would find my weakness and just needle me. You can just yeah, yeah. tell she would just talk mad crap. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So we're at the anniversary party, and one of the things that's going on, sort of post anniversary party, is that Chris found out that Scott had cheated on Courtney, or, or allegedly cheated. Allegedly, on yeah. And so she's not sure if she should tell him. She eventually confronts. And then, or she confronts Courtney about it, and Courtney says, "I knew about all, all of this all along." I knew about that. Of course, it was when we were on a break. Is like it's right, right. totally fine. And actually, when I watched it back, I was like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I maybe thought because they were so young. I mean, Scott was twenty four, and I, that sort of begs the question: like, at twenty four, are you ready to settle down to be monogamous with someone? Do you think? Well, I think you, it, when you're in that age, you think you are. Mm-hmm. But when we get in our thirties, I think we're like, what? Like those? They were their babies. Right, That's baby. not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love Scott's voice too in those early. He's like gravelly, like it's almost like like a young Godfather. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just no. It's all <laughs> he, good. he like still has a baby face. In I know. Early, and at the time, I remember thinking episode. like, what a good looking guy. And now I think he's much better looking. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the beard. I love the kind of dad bod, letting it go thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works for him. And who's he dating now? He's with someone, Sophia Richie. <gasps> which that's a big thing. Are we going to see Sophia Richie on this new season? Because oh I had heard that they were potentially shopping a show and they had made like a, a sizzle reel of a show between Scott and Sophia and with uh, Chris producing. Uh, I don't know if Chris producing, but I guess whatever happened, uh, people weren't that jazzed on. So I'd heard the rumor that Scott and Sophia signed on to this season of keeping up with the Kardashians. Now I don't know if that's going to happen wow. or not. We definitely know Scott is on, but they just released the first three, um, uh, episode description. Three episode descriptions, and the first episode says Scott feels guilty for moving on to a new relationship with Sophia Richie. Okay, that's, so she's got to be on. She's got to be on. Yeah. Which I I, I don't. Or I've at never least heard she's her. a storyline. At least she's going to be a storyline in the show. Yeah, like they yeah. talked about her last season, like in, for an episode where Chris talked to Scott about her. But I, I don't even know what her voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah. What if she sounds exactly like Lionel Richie? Hello. I cannot wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. What are the other episode descriptions? So the other episode, episode two, is called The Art of the Prank. And here's where we get into classic uh, the Kardashian hijinks. So it's Kim and Chloe try to get to the root of Courtney's bad attitude, which ignites another huge fight between the girls. Meanwhile, Kim makes Kendall a promise she can't keep, and <laughs> Chloe and Scott formulate an elaborate plan to prove Chris isn't the art expert she claims to be. Oh my so God. this is why I don't like the show, is that you know there'll be a 40-minute subplot uh, where they prank Chris into buying like an eight million dollar painting, yeah. and it's probably just like no little Northy drew that, you know. <laughs> and and you'll find out the very end. Five minutes of yeah, five actual, minutes of like real the actual stuff. You like uh, Kanye went to TMZ and said slavery was a choice. Do you think they should go back? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they should go back to the 22-minute format? Oh, yes, but the only way is if you would actually deal with the issue. Like, you could cut... They do this thing too where they, and it's a really cool thing, but it, in tone, it really is messy. Is that like last year they were talking about like homeless situation or prison reform, which, you know, Kim did an amazing thing this year in, in securing the release of uh, Amory Johnson. But um, it's sometimes when you're doing these goofy subplots and then you crank into Los Angeles has a huge homeless population, you don't know which show you're watching right. and it kind of, you just, you're all over the place emotionally. Right. Yeah, so I don't know if a 22 would work. Yeah, I think at this point their lives are too. Too large, yeah, um, and there's so many of them. But so the the pilot, then we see Kim preparing for Tyra. She goes on Tyra, and it goes well. She's victorious, right? Right, it yeah. goes well. She talks a little bit about the sex tape, and we get through all that stuff. And she says, <laughs> Tyra says to her, "I'm going to be your big sister today." <laughs> she was just so Tyra. I love it. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Also, we meet Brittany Gastineau, oh. who was Kim's best friend at the time. Yeah, what's going on with them now? Do you know what their relationship is now? Well, so you still see Brittany pop up, you know. Know, in in certain like family events, I, I believe like the holiday party that they throw every year, but I don't believe it's as close of a relationship. I don't know any actual dirt on them, but Kim seems to have a hard time, um, you know, keeping the same friends mm-hmm. like as close as they are. Like I, I sometimes wonder about what her social situation is like these days, and especially with Kanye, because uh, we've also through Kanye interviews we realize that they don't. They don't really talk or they're not around each other on a daily basis. Like mm-hmm. he'll go to Wyoming for like weeks at a time and she'll pop in for big events or something like that. So I think Kim, uh, not isolated, but I think she's 
I don't know. She's just laser-like in her plans for what she has with her life, and I don't know if that necessarily includes close, close friends at this point. Right. That's so interesting. So then the episode ends with Chris telling Court about Scott, which we had talked about, and Courtney said she knew. Doug, I know all about it. And I want to talk... Now I want to talk about some other general stuff. In terms of the sex tape, have we forgotten that part of Kim? Like not at this point, right? Kim's known for much more than that. So we when people when the general public thinks of Kim, what do you think the first thing they think about is? Now. Well, now I think they think about uh just if you were asked us today, I think Kanye. Right. I think Kanye is the immediate thing. Um but just right now, like 6 months from now it could be a different thing, but um you know, the sex tape to me is like a superman, a superhero origin story. Like you want to um, know how they got their powers. Right. Kim got her powers through that. Like just no argument. But what she did with it then is kind of this incredible story. And I think that's why we love the entire family. You know, it's a love hate thing sometimes, but you're just like from where they started to where they are now, you've seen somebody like used to do trim spa ads and like tea things. And now they're on the cover of Vogue. Right, I mean, right. that is an insane rise in 10 years. It's like a rags to riches or riches to more richer. Yeah, well, (laughs) we talk about this all the time is just the many phases of Kim's face and voice. Mm. You know, I think Kim commented on this last week on her Twitter. You know, she had an old uh, thing of her her baby voice. And like Chloe does this too when she's around men. She does a baby voice. She does that baby voice. It's so upsetting. Um, But Kim, like her voice, like I almost wonder if she's worked with a voice coach over the years because she's really dropped down into a very Mm. solid speaking voice. Um, I need to hire that person. Oh, sometimes dude. my voice. <laughs> but there, there really are people out there. Like you know, especially I work at an acting studio, and and women always have that problem of finding their voice. And there's all these exercises that they'll to warm up. And I sometimes wonder if Kim did that. But what the other thing is very interesting is like if you see the phases that her face has gone through, and she still remained at the forefront of beauty each phase. I just wonder where this ends, though. Like because right now it's like you see Kim in there. But it's almost like she's a work of art in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she has the best people doing the like cutting edge technology. Right. Setting the trends. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I mean, I just wonder where that ends. I'm so endlessly fascinated about Kylie setting those uh, beauty trends with the lips. And it's like that now she's deflated them or taken not I don't know if deflated is the right word, but taking the filler out. Yeah, like oh, like filler businesses took a huge hit. Like I know, weeks ago. like the like, whole. I said the whole honey, we got to close up shop. Like <laughs> Kylie, Kylie took it out. Yeah. There was just a, a siren that went off in the Zolciak household. Once, <laughs> <laughs> like, like what do we do now? Uh, I got eighty percent off on Groupon. What? <laughs> like they do not know what to do now. Um, but I just am fascinated by, it, and I'm wondering if all of the all of these girls that did the implants or did the fillers are going to take them out. Well, that I mean. I, I I think we'll see because we're still in like the third or fourth week of Kylie like and seeing how she's like doing the well, which by the way is kind of fascinating and they talked about this in Life of Kylie um, is you know she had the thinnest lips and I'm a, I'm a thin lip guy myself but I, I didn't you know I don't wear makeup but her her story for that was she had such thin lips that she learned everything she could about makeup to make her lips look better and I thought that was such a like if a cool thing to do it without surgery. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that's why I like Kylie so much is that, uh, you know, who knows if that's the real reason, but I thought it was cool. So cool of like, no, I'm cool with being me, you know? Right. right. Um, so do you have uh, favorite moments from the show? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, well, my favorite, I think my favorite moment is, um, you have the Kim freaking out about, um, uh, 
uh, about realizing she's going to uh, get a divorce from Frankenstein, Chris mm-hmm. Humphreys, um, when you had the meme that launched a thousand ships of the crying, like, I don't know. Right. You think I feel good that I, like, met this guy from Minnesota and I feel awful that, like, I made him move out here and, like, changed his whole life and I feel bad for him? I feel sad. I feel bad for the guy. I changed his whole life and he fell in love with me and I fell in love with him and now my feelings have changed. You don't think I feel bad that I invited all these people to this huge wedding and blew everyone out? I wasted everyone's time. You know, I wasted everyone's money. I wasted everyone's everything. And I feel bad. You don't think I feel bad? At 30 years old, I thought I'd be married with kids, and I'm not. And I failed at this. And you think that I don't feel bad? I mean, it was one of the realest moments on the show because, like, Kim has to admit how vapid she is. Right. How she doesn't know how real relationships work. And how this thing that she had done a whole season of their show, that she did a huge episode on their wedding. The wedding special. I know. I was watching religiously at that time. Like, I fall in and out of the Kardashians. But I remember during the Chris Humphrey years with the wedding stuff and then post-wedding, that was when I was, like, following the most. As viewers, we knew that that wasn't a great relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we all saw that. And for Kim to see that and. I think we've all been there at times too of just like, how do I get out of this and still look good? Right. Like Kim, if we know anything is, is obsessed with fame and like, she's very uh, attuned to where her place in this world is fame wise. Like we saw in that Kanye interview or like Kanye did a song where he said uh, in this last album of like, my wife calls me screaming, we're going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what an interesting person to pair her up with Kanye, who is keeping on her toes at all time. But that was one of my favorite moments. I love the season where Caitlyn was involved um, and kind of seeing those relationships. I'm fascinated. Oh, like Caitlyn's transition. Caitlyn, well, not, well, Caitlyn was already Caitlyn. Right. In, oh, you right, know, right, right, right. But seeing how those family members reacted to her in the little that we could see it. And, there is no doubt that Caitlin was not um, the best father for a lot of his family and has real issues with relationships, but I'm sincerely bummed out. There's a, a preview in this, the preview for the new season. There's a part where I think Kendall or Kylie is like, you know, well, she's our dad, you know, and I wonder like, will she be in this season at all? Right. Did you watch the Caitlin spinoff? Her spinoff? Yeah, I am Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I watched every episode and I was so fascinated by the second season, how they started already doing stunts for the show. Right. Cause yeah. it was so boring season one. Yeah. And then season two, they were like, let's do a road trip. And I just, I was joking like every season, if they got picked up, it was like, they were going to be doing like the survivor or something where <laughs> they're trying I'm to live life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like you, like, I just love like when, when like Bruce was always kind of like, you know, the positive speaker. And I, 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 I loved Caitlin's. I listened to Caitlin's audio book. Which, by the way, the big pet peeve with the audiobook, Caitlin doesn't do her own audiobook. Oh, I didn't even know. Well, that. Caitlin said it was because she has dyslexia, so that's why it's hard for her to read. But nonetheless, I just love picturing Caitlin just so full of life, like, yeah, I'm living life at 65, baby. <laughs> you know, she's always ready to party. Sure. And it's like, you know, you used to see Bruce just like, just like shut in at the house and now she's out and about you see her at every party you see her at the Vanity Fair Oscar party right. she's everywhere she really opened up after the transition and it was nice to see that side of things I think for anybody it's awesome to find out who they are and you can tell that that is probably the genuine person in right, there right right the uh, politics of it all was a little problematic with Caitlyn of course I mean but, but also imagine just like hiding like to your wife and your family uh, I mean I, mean, I couldn't imagine uh, it's horrifying yeah it's horrifying but the the spinoff I watched every episode and I also watched Life of Kylie what's been your favorite spinoff 
Um, I think There's been uh, so many of them. There is so many. Life of Kylie will always have a, a, a soft spot in my heart because that's what introduced me to this whole world. Mm-hmm. Just for that, I mean, I always knew the family, but in terms of starting to watch the show religiously, uh, and that was only like a year and a half ago because Kara, my partner on the podcast, bullied me into it. Um, but uh, then I, I got to say, the Courtney and Chloe take Miami. It's a slice of heaven, uh, and we do a whole deep dive on every episode of that season this this summer we did, and it, it uh, it's so funny to watch people like Chloe is a um, a shock jock in Miami. Everybody, welcome back to Chloe After Dark. And like that's her dream. Like Chloe's like, you know what? This is my dream for the rest of my life. I just want to be on radio. And I'm like, girl, you got different dreams every, every month. Every day, I know. Yeah. I know. Is she still doing Revenge Body? Is that still a thing? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they did a second season, which, by the way, I want to see a whole season of Revenge Body with Rob Kardashian. Right. You have the right. biggest, like, Revenge Body, get revenge on Black China. Don't, like, call her out and, like, send out nudes. Get yourself in shape, yeah, dude. Yeah, I know, but I wonder. I, I mean, I, it's just Rob's personality. It's like he's. I think that, you know, the death of his father, obviously, the death of his father and whatever situation happened in the Lamar Odom household when he lived with them, yeah. I think were two dark things that, like, he could only escape through. Wait, in and out. what do you think happened in the household? I think with there Lamar? was. And this is allegedly, I think there was a lot of drug use. Has this been reported? This has been reported. Reported. Or like, like you know, gossip. About, yeah. You know, you didn't see, but like, you know, obviously you saw what happened with Lamar after after right. that. And, and you know, Chloe had to extricate herself from that situation. But I think then, like, you know, he started just getting bigger and bigger and wanting to hide. I mean, because think about all those, think about him leave, like going all the way to Italy for the Kanye Kim wedding and then staying for a day and realizing he didn't like the way he looked and people, he was scared of people taking pictures of him and he flew all the uh, way back that home. That makes before me sad. That makes me so sad about him. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. How long do you see this all going? Do you think this is going to be on in 10 years? Are we going to still be watching the Kardashians? Are they going to morph into another form somehow? Or are they going to branch off their into final something form, else? Yeah, yeah like what, no, where think, is this going? I think potentially, depends on where cable TV goes really, I think you're going to see this show for at least 20 more years. And I know that's not even a joke because yeah. think about it. They, this past season, you have North, who is a little star. I mean, North it was my favorite part of the show this past season because she would pop on, say like two lines. I mean, it was just like the cutest girl in the world. Um, and I thought like the relationship between her and Chris, I would love to see more of. Um, and you have Courtney's kids that are, are really So you think cute. we're going to see the next generation of these? Oh, I, like I it's like, it's like Menudo. Over, I think right. you're just going to keep like, you know, Courtney's going to be out one season, but they're going to put like North in. Um, it'll, it, they're going to have like a deep bench that they just pull from. Which I think when this show started, we all expected it to be like one of those one season reality shows because at the time there were a lot of similar reality shows like the Osbournes or something. And it's like yeah. even the Osbournes, when that came on, it flew so close to the sun and it was like really popular for a few years or newlyweds was three seasons. And it's like, I don't think any of us expected 11 years later for them to still be on. And there was no end in sight. I was obsessed with the Osbournes. I went to right. a Virgin Megastore signing of their first season DVD. I love that show so right. much. So but yeah, good. like it, I think it's because of the sheer force of will of Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like she will do anything to keep her family where they need need to be. What I am interested in is like, well, what is next? Like they can't do like a Vegas residency because none right. of them actually have real tangible talent except for like makeup lines. So where do you go? Right, right. 
But I mean, I, I mean, also, I think that they've innovated along the way. So it's like they it, they could innovate in a way that we don't know. We just don't know yet. I mean, in terms of makeup, it's like we're seeing these Kim's makeup guy, Mario. You yeah. know, he does these master classes now that sell out and they're crazy. And it's like that could be a touring thing that they do. You know well, what I mean? For, the Forbes list of like the, the highest paid people. Kylie was on there. I mean, you know, she had the cover of the, you know, pretty soon she'll be a, the, a billionaire. Uh, she gets a million dollars if she does a sponsored Instagram post. Crazy. Yeah, like you're never going to see Kylie on like Cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on there, by the way, if anyone wants one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how do you think Keeping Up With The Kardashians as a show has shaped reality, TV? Do you think it's changed... Well, so they always get a bad rap, and maybe it's they always get a bad rap of kind of like bringing down the, the like bringing down the values of American families. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes disagree with that because um, if anything, you watch this show and you might not love um, you know how Chloe talks or uh, you know some of these things, but you get the sense that. They are there for each other. They are mm-hmm. a family, and I know like this is like serious, but you get like they would do anything for each other, and you right. like that to me is family, and I don't see a lot of that in like the families. But in terms of TV, there's I mean, not it's a lot amazing. Of that. You yeah. can't you can't debate that they are there for each other and they love each other. So you watch the show to talk about it. You have your own show, and yeah. do you do you like these people? I. They're starting to turn into like family members like me, where I'm like, uh, yeah, you Chloe, it, yeah. Chloe's doing this again. Uh, Chloe's letting a man rule her world. Right. I get kind of like protective in a way, and I get frustrated. But you only do that with people you love. Mm-hmm. Will Kim and Kanye last, oh, or how great. long do you think they will last? Okay, uh, I, uh, <laughs> it's so sad when I'm like, I have thought about this a lot. Sure. Like, that's so sad. I'm a middle aged man, and I'm thinking about this a lot. I think. Um, I think no. Yeah. I think um, because we have to realize if we look at pop culture as a whole, think about how many relationships Cher has. Kanye is a, a brilliant artist. You know, he sometimes he's very frustrating and he's exhausting to follow. Um, but Kim is not. Um, Kim is not a brilliant artist, but she's very smart and she's not. Uh, she doesn't have any kind of imbalance. Kanye does. At a certain point, that is not going to be a look that Kim wants to continue. I think it will last for another five years. Mm. You know, but at a certain point, I think something. I think um, I, I don't think I don't yeah. think it will last. Interesting. Oh, that's sad. Um, no, 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 no. Any insight into the upcoming season? We talked a little bit about you know those episode descriptions. Is there anything yes. else that's coming that you know about from behind the scenes or from kind of following the stuff? You know, the big question is, and this is what we hear a lot of rumors on. Will the Chloe Tristan cheating scandal be in this? Because we've heard both. We've heard that there were cameras when Chloe was giving birth. This is the the thing that we try to really find out the most about is because that whole cheating scandal a week before she gave birth, and supposedly, you know, TMZ ran those photos. And we had heard that TMZ always puts things by Chris before they get out. Mm-hmm. So Chris had to have, you know, allegedly signed off on this or knew this was coming. And I, that's the thing that's so hard to reconcile in my mind is you want the birth of your baby. You want it to be all about your baby, the happiest moment in your life. And especially Chloe, who we know wanted this so badly. Like this was such a victorious moment to have this child and then you have this like dark shade over it all, all of a sudden. Like I've never liked Tristan. I thought Tristan was a player since the day I saw him on TV, and it's definitely in the like vein of who Chloe goes for. But it's it was so dark and sad, and it's like all of a sudden I didn't think about the baby anymore. I just thought about that douchebag Tristan. Right. And so, are they going to 
face that. And I've heard both. Yeah. Um, I would love it if this show totally focused on that and really delved in, but that's just not the show that we have. Right. So I don't, I don't think if anything, you'll have this like elaborate art hoax, you know, episode. And then at the end, it'll be like, Oh, by the way, Tristan cheated on me. Boom. You know, (laughs) ever since I saw clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe. And that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to Get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com.
Ryan, I could talk to you for hours about all I know, this stuff. I, I, oh my I just god, really I like love it. Out. I no, really, I love really it. Geeked out. I love yeah. it. You are a scholar. <laughs> you are a genius, <laughs> and it's so nice to talk about. I mean, uh, housewife adjacent stuff. Now, do you have anything else that we need to get? We need to talk about? No, I mean, I think we we, we covered a lot. We did cover a lot in a very quick. Uh, you know, we'll have to do a part two. Oh my god! I we have I, to do a part two. This is just this is a dream come true. You know? I I did your podcast. Now tell everyone about your podcast. Yes. It's all Kardashian. So if you're into this, like please go subscribe yes. to your podcast. Tell so, me about it. Apple Podcast. Realizing stuff with Kara and Ryan. Um, so. You know, we are two middle-aged people Which, that... Wait, P.S. Yeah. Realizing stuff. Like, that's one of Kylie's infamous yes. quotes. And I feel like this year is really about, like, the year of just realizing stuff. And everyone around me, we're all just, like, realizing things. 2016, looking good. Uh, you'll hear it at the beginning of our pod every week. And... Uh, you know, Kara came up with that title and we ran with it, but, uh, it all started. We were in a Facebook group, emotionally broken psychos and Kara used to bully me on there and life of Kylie <laughs> was coming out and she's like, I threatened Ryan to do this podcast with me and we did it and we really enjoyed ourselves and we kept going past that. And it's kind of turned into this really, really neat little thing. So please subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, and you guys are so good together. I love Kara too. I want her to come on this show. Oh, she as would soon die as she's, when she's too, here. Yes. It, yes. Well, that's she's the other thing. We, she's in New York. I'm here, so we we Skype this every week. She's turned into one of my one of my best friends, and it's you know. So we have this kind of relationship where she just um, mercil- mercilessly makes fun of me, or I'll say a horrible joke, and she'll just pause <laughs> for like thirty to forty seconds, and then we'll continue. It's so good though, it's so good. So if you guys like uh, Kardashian anything, yes. please go subscribe to it. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at. EBP underscore realizing on Instagram at EBP realizing and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Bailey 25. Yes, everyone go follow Ryan and you're in the face, you're in the Everything Iconic Facebook yes, group. So we'll put all I, the info there too. By the way, but I, I love this reality show community so much. I'm a I'm a, a straight middle-aged man. It's like I don't watch sports. My guy friends like don't watch reality shows. So to have found all of these communities and right. everybody be so nice, it really is some of the best part of my day going on these Facebook groups or listening to these podcasts. I totally agree. I think the community is so supportive. Um, also, you did mention you're straight. Are you seeing anyone? No. I feel like we need to find we need to find like a good, a cute reality TV lover. You know, I'm dating Kim Richards. Um, <laughs> oh, if only. Um, uh, oh, I'd love that. So, Ryan, thank you so much for everyone. Go follow Ryan on social media. Everyone follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please go rate and review this podcast if you like it. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, thank you to Samsung Technologies, our sponsors. Thank you to Whitney for producing. Uh, please join the Patreon to help support this podcast for four dollars or more per month you get access to all of the bonus episodes plus exclusive extended interviews and so much more plus you're just helping to support this podcast so it really helps us out a lot that's patreon.com slash everything iconic <laughs> thank you ryan so so much this was a blast i love you bye guys love you Icons. 
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.